Good evening, everyone. Good to see you tonight. Let's turn our Bibles to Song of Solomon, chapter 5. Song of Solomon, chapter And read from the top of the, the chapter in verse 1. And, uh, interesting book, the book of Song of Solomon. And there's some who are critics of the Word of God who contest its place in the canon of scripture, but we see that uh, that both the, the Jews and, and the first century church uh, accepted it as part of, um, of scripture. And uh, many even contest that the whole thing is allegory, but we just stand on the fact that we believe in the literal word of God. And so we understand that this really was a was part of the, the many songs that Solomon wrote, and it really is, it comes in the form of, of a love poem. And uh, we see here in, in chapter 5, really, the, a dialogue between uh, the, the groom and the, his, uh, his betrothed, and uh, there's a lot of things that we can learn from it, obviously, the, the great picture of, of Christ and the church, and really that that closeness that we ought to have with the Lord. And uh, verse 1, he says, I am coming to my garden, my sister, my spouse. I have gathered my myrrh with my spice. I have eaten my honeycomb with my honey. I have drunk my wine with my milk. Eat, O friends, drink, yea, drink abundantly, O beloved. And he begins here in, in verse 2, I sleep, but my heart waketh. It is the voice of my beloved that knocketh, saying, Open to me, my sister, my love, my dove, my undefiled, for my head is filled with dew, and my locks with the drops of the night. I have put off my coat, how shall I put it on? I have washed my feet, how shall I defile them? My beloved put in his hand by the hole of the door, and my bowels were moved for him. I rose up to open to my beloved, and my hands dropped with myrrh, and my fingers with sweet-smelling myrrh upon the handles of the lock. I opened to my beloved, but my beloved had withdrawn himself and was gone. My soul failed when he spake. I sought him, but I could not find him. I called him, but he gave me no answer. The watchmen then went about the city, found me. They smote me. They wounded me. The keepers of the walls took away my veil from me. I charge you, O daughters of Jerusalem, if you find my beloved, that you tell him that I am sick of love. And just an interesting back and forth there with... With, uh, with Solomon and really the Shulamite. And we can't help but understand sort of the raw, raw emotions of the bride for her bridegroom. And here we see the, the seeking for his presence and the yearning to be with him. And uh, amongst this is, is really her desire to hear his voice. And I think we understand that perhaps the analogy there and we also understand that God has ceased at this time to speak to us audibly, but He still does want to speak to us through His Word and by His Spirit. And one of the things that we ought to just become good at is, is knowing the voice of God in our lives. You know, um, there's, there's a lot of distractions, a lot of different voices in the world today. There's a lot of things that are trying to draw our attention and you know, our, our own troubles, the things that we're going through, the, 
the, the things that can sometimes distract us and then take up our time. And uh, in, in all of that, we can really neglect to listen for the voice of God in our lives. And yet, when we understand again that, that as God sees us, we, as the church, we're his bride, there, there ought to be that abiding and that closeness and that, that, that longing to hear from the Lord. And it ought to bother us that we go by day in, day out, and we perhaps spend some time in his word or we spend some time to take time like this tonight to open the Word of God and, and try to glean something. And we ought to be bothered if we're just going day in, day out and, and these kind of spiritual activities and we're not actually hearing from Him. There, there's a distancing perhaps. There's a, perhaps there's our, our thoughts and our, and our heart are elsewhere. And, and yet when we read that, you, you really, when you, you focus in on what they're saying, there's a, there's a real longing there and you know, the Bible tells us that even as his sheep, we hear his voice. He says in John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And so hearing God and, and hearing his voice in our lives is so critical to following his steps and following his will for our lives. If Jesus longs to be heard by his church. He calls to us as we uh, see in, in, uh, in Revelation, even to that church, in Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And then the question, If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. And he desires that kind of fellowship. And I think all of us here, we understand, and it, for those of you uh, married, you understand then that there's a, there's a, there needs to be that real sense of intimacy and closeness between you and your spouse, that, that there is something wrong when there's, there's no communication or that communication is disrupted. And, and we understand that from that human perspective, if that's not happening, there's something wrong. And, and that's what, uh, that, that's what the, the, the Scriptures is trying to bear out for us, is just the, the power of God's voice in our lives. In, and what I'm saying tonight is his, his voice ought to be one of the most longed-for sounds that we, we hear and we listen for in our lives. And I think there's too many Christians who just go day in, day out. They never clarify. They, they never are really bothered by the silence that comes about sometimes when we're distracted or, or just maybe even discouraged in, in our lives. And his voice, it ought to be the most effective um, effective thing in our lives that 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 really changes us. That order that order uh, that order order affect us in a way. You know, um, you, you think about you think about those closest to you, and uh, sometimes sometimes you're you're doing something, and you just hear them calling out, and, and maybe even sometimes in distress, how that causes us to act. How that suddenly, because of that calling out, we drop everything that we have and we're, we're now being redirected. We're now sort of going another way. And that, that, ought, to be, that ought to be the kind of desire that we have uh, for the voice of the Lord in our lives. And I want to I talk to you this evening about the effect of God's voice and things that we learn here in, in Scripture. Uh, notice again verse 2 that there's a calling out. He says, I sleep but my heart waketh, it is the voice of my beloved that knocketh, saying, 
Open to me, my sister, my love, my dove, my undefiled, for my head is filled with dew and my locks with the drops of the night. And, and there's a calling out. He's saying, open the door, open to me. He's trying to wake his beloved. And the effect of God's voice in our lives ought to be that it, it wakes us out of our slumber. In verse 5, the response is, I rose up to open to my beloved. And I think about that again, that, uh, that picture there in the, uh, in the church of God being on the outside knocking, if any man will hear my voice. And it's the voice of our beloved. He's the one that died for us. He's the one that, that uh, sacrificed so that uh, he, can, he can reconcile us to God. And he's the one that has drawn, him, drawn us to himself. He is our beloved. And yet, so many times, instead of being awake to his voice, we're so often asleep. You know, I think about the verse in Romans 13, 11. That, that knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believe. You know, I think there's many Christians who are asleep today. They're asleep to the needs of the world. They're asleep and being comforted maybe by the world. They're asleep to the things that they ought to be uh, not only awake to, but enthused about. And there's a, maybe a lacking of passion perhaps in the things of God, and we're really, if we're not careful, we can so easily just remain asleep. You know, we live in a world that can sort of coddle us to some false sense of safety and security, and we forget sometimes that actually we're participants of an act of warfare, and we're asleep to that. And yet what God does so often is He calls out to us to wake us. He's calling out to wake his saints from their slumber. And I don't know if you've, you've ever slept through, you know, your alarm. And you know who it is? It's the last resort. It's your spouse. And maybe they slept through and they suddenly realize you're late. And they're trying to wake you. And, you know, sometimes we're so asleep in our Christian life that even when our beloved, the Lord, is trying to get our attention... We just won't. And maybe we've grown so unfamiliar with his voice, we don't even recognize the urgency of the call. And it ought to, God's voice ought to wake us from our slumber. And, you know, many are sleeping when they should be awake. And certainly the voice of our beloved ought to draw our attention and it should wake us. And I think about Elijah when he was in that place of discouragement. He had run away because of the threat on his life. And he was there in the cave and the whirlwind and the fire and the earthquake came. But you know what God got his attention? It was a still, small voice of God. And, and I wonder how, 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 how keen we are for the voice of God. I wonder when, when we're reading through Scripture and he's trying to get our attention about a certain thing that is there plainly in his word. I wonder if we're, we're awake enough and we're, we're, we're attuned enough to his voice that we would just stop and pause and ponder and let him speak to us a, li a little bit clearer. Or do we just breeze past, like he's trying to get our attention, but we just breeze past. And I wonder if there's a message or a stirring in our, uh, when we're sitting there and listening to a message and God's trying to stir our spirit about something. I wonder if we're, we're attuned enough to his voice or have we drowned it out and now we've just been allowed to be put to sleep by the world's lullabies. We're going around and it ought to wake us out of our slumber. 
I wonder, I wonder if we're just attuned to his voice. I wonder if we prepare ourselves as we come to, to the time where we're going to open God's word in the day. And I wonder if we're just preparing ourselves as we come to church to gather together to worship, but certainly to be edified and to be instructed and to be challenged. And, and I hope you have the attitude that you want to hear from God each time. And it ought to wake us out of our slumber, but you know, it also, it ought to invite us to closeness with Him. The, the call was open to me, my sister. Says, says I, I, I rose up to open to my beloved. And, and my hands dropped with myrrh, my fingers with sweet smelling myrrh. There was a readiness but it's an invitation to closeness with him. You know what, what it was? There was some sort of barrier that was there. And they needed, the, the beloved needed to open up to their beloved. And we see there that it's an invitation to closeness. And just like again, we, re, we quoted that verse in Revelation 3.20. He's on the outside wanting to come in. There was a distance between the two parties. There was some sort of barrier. And, and yet his voice was asking for closeness. And many times we can just allow different things to distance us from God. We can allow the, the, the sin that we've harbored in our lives. We can allow the, you know, the, the worries and cares of the, the challenge at hand in our lives to drown out. And now we struggle to, see, to seem to hear and listen. And yet, so often His voice is an invitation to just draw close to Him again. The Bible tells us that if we would draw nigh to God, He will draw nigh to us. It's actually an invitation for us to take that step. And, and the bride, he, you know, in, in a way, her, her opportunity came and went. She had some things that she had prepared, but she, she really didn't act till a little later. And, and maybe she was preoccupied with her own comfort. Maybe there were other things on her mind. And, and what seemed to be something that was, should have been an, an urgency or priority to her um, wasn't the case, but it was an invitation to draw close. No, we're meant to be listening intently for His voice and we're meant to be ready, readying ourselves to respond. Uh, read Romans 13 verse 11. The next verse says in verse 12, The night is far spent, the day is at hand, says, let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. You know, it was, it was a readiness. It was a readiness to, to, uh, to take up that invitation to draw close. He, he said in, in Mark 13, 33, take ye heed, watch and pray, for you know not when the time is. And what he was saying was, you better be ready. You better be ready when... when I speak, you better be ready when I'm giving you the invitation to come close and to follow. And, and I think many times we, we lose sight of where God is headed and where God is directing us in our lives because we're actually not close enough to Him to really hear, to really hear that still small voice, to really hear the, the quiet instructions in our hearts for the things of the, the next step or the, the following thing that we're supposed to be doing and we wonder and we and we haven't taken care of just listening of just hearing the voice of God in our lives but you know this closeness thirdly 
this this hearing him it it, it all also is a is it directs us toward him that closeness that he desires is a direct is a direction to come close it, it's a direction toward him and although it was the bridegroom's hands that was noted he his voice was the initiator of the direction she was meant to look you ever had to go somewhere with your kids and you know that it was going to be you know it was very very critical that they just follow and you know that maybe perhaps they're unfamiliar with the place and and what do you often say to them you tell them hey you better you better listen for me, for my voice you better you better listen or else you'll get lost and sometimes you're seeing them and to get their attention you call out you call out their name you you you, you call out to them so that they would hear and, and hopefully they're so familiar with your voice that wherever you're at they're going to at least stop and look for you for some sort of directive or direction and, and that's how it is with the lord you know so so often it's not that god's not speaking or directing it's just that we're not it, we're not in the mode of, of paying attention we've just so so lived our lives in maybe even in opposition to the directives that he's given us so clearly in his word and we've not exercised ourselves to that that in the specifics and in the, the quietness of his voice we don't actually we're not familiar enough to be drawn back to him and you know his voice will often lead us to him and never in a place that draws us away from him and what he does is often he'll get our attention by calling out and and then his hand often confirms a way and we need to just be in the practice of looking toward him when he calls out and that that takes time to to recognize and to be fam familiar with his voice and then really at the end of it it makes us seek him because in verse 6 says i opened to my beloved but my beloved had withdrawn himself and was gone and then notice this the the how bothered my soul failed when he spake i sought him but i could not find him i called him but he gave me no answer and, and she was bothered she was bothered by the fact that that he wasn't there when when, when she was seeking out but you know the, the great thing about our relationship with the Lord is that he is there to be sought and when we seek him we shall find him you know his absence didn't didn't mean that they were done it just meant that she was to continue to look for it and hearing his voice should only make us go grow in our desire to seek him and it ought to be that we desire that I, I think about Psalm 42 verse 1 is the heart Paneth after the water brook, so paneth my soul after thee, O God. And there's that longing, there's that desire. And it ought to bother us. It ought not to just leave us there. It, it, it ought to be that we're, we're so bothered by it that we seek in a greater fervency, in a greater way. And I know that, that there's been many times that, that I've been seeking the voice of God. I've been seeking His directive, and it hasn't come that quickly and I know that there are many times that's bothered me. There are many times where I've had to just take a little bit more time of careful listening and careful seeking. And, and when you're, you're seeking for God, hearing His voice once isn't enough. 
You want to hear it again. You want to continually long to hear more. And, and, and I hope that that's where you're at tonight. You know, we're going to pray and we're going to do a lot of talking, but just like any good communication, part of it is listening too. And maybe it just would be tonight that we take, take a bit of time for stillness to just listen for His voice tonight. And, and my prayer is that we'd be the church that's listening intently for our beloved's voice as we read through His Word. My prayer is that we'd be the kind of church that as we come together to open His Word, that really we're not just listening for the pastor's voice and how long he's taking, but we'd be listening for how God's speaking to us in that message. And I hope that we would approach each time that way. And I, I pray that as we've been praying, that you've been allowing Him to speak to your spirit, that you really are drawn to hear from the voice of God, your beloved. And, and perhaps that you've been drawn close to Him this week as a result. And so simply tonight, you know, we ought to, we ought to listen for the voice of God. We ought to listen as we open God's Word. We ought to desire it and we ought to seek it again and again and allow Him to instruct us and draw us close to Him um, even tonight. Let's pray. Father, thank You, Lord God, for just the fact that, Lord, You're, you're willing to seek us out. But Father, even when we've allowed some distance to come between You and us, that, Lord, You're, you're there to, to once again draw us back to You. I pray, dear Lord, that we'd get, just get good at listening to your voice, that, Lord, you desire most of all, above all of the other voices and the noise of this world and even the noise, the noise that's so often within our own soul, that, Lord, you'd help us to, to listen keenly for your still small voice in our lives to, to Lord, to direct us, to draw us, Lord, and, and then, Lord, to even at times to awake us from our slumber. And help us, dear God, even tonight to, to apply that, Lord, even as we pray, I ask that you would please help us to, to hear you. And we, we thank you, we praise you, we give you all the praise in Jesus' most precious holy one. Amen.